Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Cause all my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. Well, but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. I'm trying to tell everybody. All about somebody who saved my soul And ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Come on, Craig. Moses has stage fright
Hey, there's my baby. Come on. So we're so excited you guys are with us this morning. We're, we're just excited to see what God wants to do in this place. Thank you for tuning in online. We love you guys. Uh, we're excited to see you come back to church, but we're excited to see how God moves in your house today. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit's going to move. We declare that right now. Man, I'm excited to see what God wants to do in here. In here. So we're going to ask everybody to stand to your feet as we get ready to go into this time of worship. Man, let's just spend a little bit of time. Can we just lift him up this morning? Can we just pray this morning? Come on, can we all just pray right where we're at? Come on, holy. Come holy. Come on, Father. Ooh, fill this place holy. Come on, holy. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come sit with us this morning, God. Come be with us this morning, Lord. Father, we ask your presence show up all online, every place, every place watching, Lord. We lift up all the churches, God, across this region, across this land, Lord. Come on, Holy, show up today, Father God. Come on, Holy. We welcome you in this house. We surrender to you. We want you to have your way in this place today, God. Come on, Holy. We love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, God. Come holy. <laughs> oh, come on, fill this place. Come on. Woo. Oh, holy, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Come on, holy. Come on, we're going to worship him this morning. Come on, let's give it up. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We surrender it all to you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Let's worship.
like just, you know, if we don't cry out, the rocks will. Like, if we don't worship, the rocks will cry out in our place. If all of creation knows of his goodness and cries out and shows his splendor, how can we just stand? How can we just stand and listen and watch and be spectators? from the power of the Holy Spirit will come to you like a magnet the minute you humble yourself and ask. The minute you bow down in your heart, it doesn't mean you have to get on your knees, which if you want to, that'd be amazing. But when your heart posture bows and humbles and says, I need your help. I need your hand. I need your love, Holy Ghost, because if I don't have it, I can't do you've asked me to do. Come on, anyone feeling weak? If you have felt weak or like you are not sufficient or like you've not had enough, whether it's time or resources or talent, whatever it is, he just wants to just draw to you like a magnet today. Come on, just ask him. He said, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek me, you will find me. If you knock, the door will be opened. He will not deny you. He is a good father. He will not deny you. He is a good father. Come on, cry out to him this morning. We're not going to move on till everyone in this room is crying.
point in your life where you get to the trust and the love in him that when things go wrong, because things go wrong, that you seek him first and that you know exactly where your help comes from. <laughs> but here's the thing, don't get too comfortable in it, because the enemy's always there trying to play on you. He's always there. So Father, renew our minds right now to, to remind us, Lord, of your love. Remind us of how much you love us, Father. Remind us that we need to seek you first, God. Mm. Don't let us get lazy in this walk, Lord. Come holy. Oh, only you, God. You're the only one that can bring it, Lord. Mm. So when you find yourself in that spot, you just cry out to him. It's the most important thing you can do. Is to take the time to cry out to him, to get in his presence and surrender to him. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. And we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. Oh, come holy. (laughs) We thank you for reminding us who we are. (laughs) Come on, holy. Father, we lift you up this morning. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Come holy. Oh, Father, we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, come on, amen. Oh, come on, we can do better than that in this house. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise. Yeah, come on, let's tell them who he is this morning. Come on. Woo! So good, so good. Ah, oh. huh. thank you, Lord. <laughs> so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey. Mm. Oh, come on. Whew. Mm. Oh, holy. Thank you, Father. Oh, we love you, God. Hmm. We love you, Lord. Oh, hmm. We just love you. Take a moment, say hi to somebody, give them a high five. Tell them you love them. <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, I can't even stand up here.
Apostle Paul tells us to do in Ephesians 6. Of course, it's made a few things more difficult. I've had to reevaluate some things, like how I get in my car, how I drink my morning coffee, but, but I've come up with solutions for most of these things. It's not for everybody. My wife's not really into it. Hold on a second. Hey, can you hear me? Dad. I need, I need you to talk just a little bit louder. Sometimes I hear people make fun of me behind my back, but I just turn the other cheek, you know? I mean, who's gonna be laughing when the day of evil comes? Not the guy in the suit of armor, you know what I mean? I'm working on my moves. Gotta stay sharp, you know? I've got my breastplate of righteousness. I've got my helmet of salvation. It doesn't get any more secure than when you're wearing the helmet of salvation. Shoot! got my feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth. I got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I've got my shield of faith. I don't know why more people haven't done this yet, but they will. They'll learn.
Good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on. What a good morning. You guys excited to be here? Come on. Show it. Let's show it if you're excited to be here. Come on. Good stuff. Hey, before we get started, special shout out to my brother, John Varner in the house. I love you, brother. Good to have you in the house this morning. Um, So good to see you and your daughter. Come on. So good. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, good morning, Destiny. I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we're fired up. Come on, do you guys love our church? Come on, is Destiny Church? Come on, let's give it up. Man, I love it. I love it. Guys, turn, if you're tuning in online, we thank you for, for tuning in this morning. Do us a favor, share the link, get it out there, let everybody know that God has a word for them this morning. So we appreciate you, we love you, uh, look, and we just know God's going to move in your house the same way he's moving here, so just, just lean in this morning, lean into what God wants to tell you this morning. So and reach out to our prayer team if you need prayer this morning. It's on our website, it's on the live stream, uh, the numbers will be up there. You can reach out to anybody on our prayer team at any time. We want to pray for you, uh, we want to love on you. Uh, if you're new to the church, if this is your first time or first time and you hadn't filled out a Connect card, do us a favor, fill out a Connect card for us. Let us know you were here. If you need one, just raise your hand. Our ushers will bring you one. Uh, we want to make sure we can reach out to you and thank you for showing up. We do have a gift. We want to send you something. We want to thank you for being here, but we really want to pray for you. We want to make sure uh, that we can do anything we can to, to let you know that you're loved. So do us a favor, fill out that card. We want to know you were here. Man, I have so much to talk about today. So announcements real quick, our, our general announcements. So I say this every week, uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, 6 p.m. right here for prayer. So if, come on out with us. We do corporate prayer every single Monday night. Just come on out. Let's worship together. Let's pray together. Uh, that's how it's supposed to be. We're going to do it here every, every Monday at 6. On Tuesday night, Tuesday at the table with Brother Bo Barton. Come on, Bo's in the house. We love you, brother. Come on. Hey, I love you, brother. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Um, your wife loves you. She's all over you, all over your arm. So cute right now. She just took away every bit of that strength and, you know, the look you had. <laughs> you look like a big teddy bear right now. <laughs> so come on out on Tuesday, guys. We, we want to see you here Wednesday night. Uh, everything's happening on the church on Wednesday. Come on, bring your kids out. Come on, we got Destiny Children's Ministries, Destiny Student Ministry right here in the sanctuary. We have small groups going on if you want to get connected. We have everything from young adults. So if you're 18 to, to 28, 29, and you want to meet other young adults, then come on out for that. That's on Friday night if you want to. I'm telling you, we have small groups for everybody, from married couples to people seeking how to study the Bible. There are all kinds of things. We have in-person groups, virtual groups. Come on, just check out our website, download our app, check it all out. We have everything for you out there. Don't miss out on what you want to do and what God wants to do through you. So uh, it was a busy, busy week for some of us. I want to thank our women's ministry. Come on, you guys had a fellowship on Friday night. I heard it was outstanding. So I think there were 27 women or so that that showed up on Friday night to to do life together and and do the recreate thing and spend time together. So that's, that's phenomenal. Don't miss out on those opportunities, I'm telling you. Sometimes you can't make it to a small group, and sometimes you can't make it to a Sunday service. But man... Put it on your calendar. When you see these men's ministries and women's ministries getting together, come on out to do life uh, with everybody in the church because you're missing out because they love you and they want to spend time with you. That's what it's all about. Um, so this week, uh, Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, myself and uh, Chris Townley and, and J.D. Cox in the back there, we had an opportunity to go down to Pensacola uh, to help with the relief efforts down there. And, man, we did some, we did some work, y'all. Like, I was sore. 
It reminded me how old I was as you're throwing around logs and cutting up stuff. Uh, these are just some of the pictures. We had an opportunity to join in uh, with a church down there, uh, my father's vineyard. Uh, it was an awesome time to just go out and love on people. I'm telling you, this doesn't even give you half uh, of a picture of what's going on. It's devastation. There are places you can't go. There are trees down everywhere. There's houses that are crushed. There are people in need. Uh, they, were, they were feeding the homeless all week long, and it was constant meals and constant meals and people in need. So we had an opportunity to go down there as a church uh, and pour into them, um, get to pray for people. You get to just do life with people that are in need, and that's what it's all about. So I, my goal is to have us an established um, disaster preparedness, disaster response team uh, that can start showing up to these things. So this gave us a good idea of what it's going to take um, because that, that's on my heart that we need to reach out to people when, when there's a need. Um, so if you're interested in that, let us know. Um, and it doesn't mean that you can go every time. It just means that if something's coming up, I can shoot you a message and say, hey, something happened and we're getting a bunch of guys or girls ready to go down. Uh, we we're excited. Journey Church was down there with us too. They showed up the same day we did. So that was pretty powerful to see Pastor Mike down there. Um, it was kind of a reunion. We're all standing around going, hey, this is pretty good. It's like a bunch of Prattville churches down in Pensacola um, helping everybody out. Um, so it's, it's really good. So I want to thank the guys that went with us. I do. I'll read these. I received a couple messages um, from uh, some people that we helped, and, and this lady was actually, um, she's a single mom, and she said, y'all, you absolutely cannot outgive God. I left this morning to go serve and pass out meals at my church, and my backyard looked like, and my yard looked like a war zone. I came home, and teams from our youth pastor, Rick and Tiffany Rodriguez's former church in Prattville, Destiny Church, along with their son, Will, and my bestie's husband, uh, Brian, have cleared my entire yard. They hauled debris to the road. They made, it, they made it safe again. It just overwhelmed us with gratitude. I literally walked my yard and cried. She goes, it's probably one of the, mo- the nicest things anybody's ever done for us. So I'm so thankful for you guys. See, we couldn't do this without you guys, and that's the cool part. We couldn't do it without a church behind you saying, let's go down there. And let's do this. Um, and that's just one. I've got several. Um, we were able to help out um, people with, uh, I can't, there, there was, uh, there's just too much. And there's too much. There's too much need out there in the world. So this is the only time for us to be a church. It doesn't mean we're just a church inside these walls. We've got to get outside these walls and we've got to bring the gospel to people. We've got to bring relief to people. We've got to bring God's love to people. And that's what we're going to do. So I look forward to doing more of that. So if that's on your heart, if that's something you want to do, reach out to us and let us know. Um, really looking at getting some trailers set up, getting stuff set up. Just big vision on what, what God wants to do in that. And then um, just putting boots on the ground when we need to do it, man. That's what it's all about. So, so I appreciate everybody. Uh, one last thing I want to do before we get in the word this morning, um, Kevin and Crystal and the kiddos, come on up here, man. Love to invite the Rodriguez. Give it up for our, our uh, student pastors, Kevin and Crystal and their children. Jules, you want to come up here? Oh, it looks so nice. Look, I saw y'all when you're not at church. Don't act like this. No. <laughs> So good, so good. What's up, Pops? How you doing? I know, I know, I know, I know. Guys, I wanted to bring them up here because, uh, man, God's been doing some amazing things, and he's been uh, 
just overwhelming us with his love and showing us direction and what we need to do. And God's been speaking to Kevin and what Kevin needs to do uh, in his walk with ministry. Um, and we've had some great conversations about what's next and, and where to go. Um, so with that being said, we've been talking, we've been uh, praying about this, and we've talked with all the elders and everything. And I wanted to uh, formally let you all know, we would like to introduce you to our new associate pastor full-time at Destiny Church, Pastor Crystal and Kevin Rodriguez. So come on, y'all. If you don't know their heart, then you're missing out on something. They are. Um, come on. So if you think that they pour into your kids, you should see how they pour into everybody else in the church. They've got a heart for ministry. God's ready to do something big with them. Uh, so he's, gonna, he's actually quitting his full-time job with the military and the government and coming on board um, because he needs to, you know, he's got a bigger calling than Destiny Church. I'm just letting you all know that. God, God's put it on our heart, and I already know this, and I've already spoke to him. He's got a bigger call than this. Um, but God's going to use him in a mighty way here and he's going to come on board and he's going to start learning what it's like, uh, to run a church from the background and start seeing all that stuff because God's going to move in him and his family in a mighty way. Um, so, so I just know God's going to do that in the future. We already see that vision, but right now I'm just fired up because he gets to just come on board and, and start doing life, uh, with the church more, uh, not worried about everything in, in the, on the other side. And I know you can't do it without a phenomenal wife. Um, so, Crystal, we love you. We thank you. Uh, we know what it takes. Um, we know what it takes uh, to do this and, and what that's going to take, but it's going to be great for your family. It's going to be phenomenal for you two as a couple, and I can't wait to see how God uses you guys. So I want everybody to stretch their arms out. We're going to pray over them uh, and just love on them a little bit because we know God's going to do something amazing. So, Father, we love you, God. We thank you, Lord, and I thank you for this family. God, I thank you for bringing them to us. I thank you for directing them, Father God, and putting them in our path, Lord, and I thank you for their hearts, God, that they're listening, Lord. Father, that they're just open to do whatever you ask them to do. So God, continue to pour into them, continue to guide them, continue to lead them, Lord. Father, I ask them to just turn their hearts to you and everything they got, God, and just let you steer the path, steer the way, Lord. Surrender, Father God. So right now, Lord, we ask you to bless them, bring favor upon their family through this transition. Lord, we know you're going to bless them abundantly here at the church and everything they're going to do. So, Father, we just ask you to be with this. Father, have your hands all over this, Lord. Bless them abundantly right now and bring favor upon them. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up for our new associate pastors. Kevin and Crystal. Love each other. Come on. Love you, girls. <laughs> and you got caught right in the middle. Oh, yeah. That's good. Thank you. Woo. Isn't that good, y'all? Come on. I'm telling you, I truly believe God will, God will anoint and appoint people in our church because he brings people to the house. And when you're in the house and you serve with a heart and you just give it all, I'm telling you, God sees that. He, he honors that, and, and, and he's going to bless that, and that's just how it is. Um, we, we don't go searching outside these walls. Um, uh, we know God's brought everybody here. God's, God's positioning people in, in this place for a reason, and, and that's what it's for. So there's gifts and talents inside of you, and we're going to let God just, just, just work that and do what only he can do. Um, so, so good. And also, it's my son's birthday today. Happy birthday, Bo. Bo, Bo. <laughs> I love, I love Isaac said Bobo. It was so good, man. It just, I can't look at you 
the same way now. <laughs> but man, we love my, my son is watching from Augusta, Georgia. He's in the Navy, so we love you. Uh, we thank you, Bubba, for what you do for this country. So good. Um, anyway, let me pray. We're, I want to jump into this word. Um, we're, in a, we're in a good series, so I don't want to skip out on anything. I've got so much to talk about. So it's like that's unnormal. So, <laughs> so, so just got so much to say. So Father, come on, Lord. Oh, we just need you this morning. Continue to, to let your presence shine in this place. Touch my lips right now, Father. Come on, holy. Come on, fill me up with a word. God, let it be all you and none of me, Lord. Come on, holy. We just surrender to you this morning. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Look, we are in a series called the Armor of God or DSM, um, whatever. <laughs> we love you, Jake. Can we get up for our production team? I love our teens. We got teens in the back. We got everybody. They're just working hard. Um, so good. But we're in this uh, series called Armor of God. And, you know, before we got into this series, we were talking about the Beatitudes. We were going through the Beatitudes, talking about the, const- the constitution of the kingdom and what that does. And then when we finished that, I really started feeling this tug to say, you know what, now that we understand what we're supposed to do in it for the kingdom and the constitution, what that looks like, I didn't want you to forget <laughs> that there's a spiritual battle going on, that it's real. It's real. So, so the next step was to get ourselves prepared for that. The next step is to say, as we walk into what God wants us to do, as we follow him with all of our heart, we need to come in expecting and understanding what's going to happen. Okay, so that's why I said we're going to go into this armor of God. We're going to walk through this. We're going to break it down. Last week we talked about and defined what it is to have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Uh, we broke that down last week. Um, talking about our spirit that connects with God, our soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. And one of the key points uh, that I talked about last week, and I don't know if you picked up on it, but the problem we have um, nowadays in, in, in our walk is that we are supposed to be aligned with spirit speaking to spirit. So, so the spirit of God speaks to our spirit. Then our spirit speaks to our soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. And then your body responds to your soul. That's the correct alignment. That's the correct order. But what we find out is that in this world, we put our mind, our will, and our emotions above our spirit. We take our mind, our will, our emotions, and we put it above everything else. And if we feel bad, that starts to direct our life. And the problem with that, when you reprioritize what God prioritized, now your spirit can only respond to your soul. Your spirit can only respond to your mind. So what you're thinking, your spirit's trying to respond to that. And that's deadly. And that's dangerous. So my, my, my goal today, and as we go through this, is to open your eyes and to rewire some stuff and say, you know what, I need to reprioritize my life and put my spirit above my, my soul and my body and say, Lord, talk to my spirit, work in my spirit. And that's where we're at today. That's where we're picking up today. I tell you, the, uh, you know, Satan, like I said last, last week, he doesn't attack your spirit, he attacks your soul. It attacks your soul. So we've got to protect that. We've got to protect our mind, our will, our emotions. And when you fall, make it fall in line with our spirit, that's what protects it. So, um, so as I go into this, it says that um, because of that, because of everything going on, because of this spiritual attack, we need to put on a full armor of God. And that's what we started talking about last week. We started breaking down these verses. So our go-to verse, if you brought your Bible, everybody bring their Bible today. I talked about it last week. We got our Bibles, good. If not, Miss Rhonda, we have Bibles out there, right, at Connection Point. Yes, we do. So if you need a Bible, go get it. We have free Bibles for you. 
You can go get a Bible if you need a Bible. But come on. Uh, we're going to go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. This is our go-to verse. This is what we're going to break down throughout this whole series. We're just going to walk through this. We're going to break it down. We're going to tear it up. We're going to just dig into it and figure out where we're we supposed to be. How's it supposed to work in our lives? Everybody good? Everybody tracking? All right, here we go. So uh, picking it up in verse uh, 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the, end of the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which you can ex- with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Come on. So we're going to break that down a little bit because now that we know how the enemy wants to attack, we know how the enemy is going to attack, we got to know what do we do about that. And the Bible says we need to protect ourselves. It says it twice within three verses. It says put on the full armor of God. Pretty important. If he's going to talk about it twice in three verses to put on the full armor of God, we should pay attention to that and say, what's that look like? What is that? In other words, take every measure necessary Every measure necessary to stop the attacks, to, 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 to stand firm, resist what the enemy is trying to do. Take every measure necessary. Because here's the thing, you can't take a day off. This, this is real, and it's powerful. So you just can't put on the half armor of God. You can't only do it on the good days. You can't say on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to put on the full armor of God and expect it to be a peaceful life, expect it to be a powerful life because the enemy is going to come in. He will find a way. He's tricky. He's deceitful. That's what he does. Hmm. In other words, you, you can't get ready in the fight. Let, let me put it that way. Can't get ready in the fight. We need to prepare for the fight. But we find it this way. It's kind of like... Um, all right, so I used, to, I used to fly airplanes in a simulator, the real ones, the really cool ones, because I used to work on planes, and we had to run engines and do all kinds of stuff, so I used to go to the flight simulators, which are really cool, like better than anything you can play on your video games. I used to get in there, and you could actually fly planes, and I'll tell you, the coolest part, it looks real, it looks all like I'm looking at you. That would be what you're looking at. It feels the same. It has hydraulics. Here's the cool part. You can take off. That's easy, and flying... That's really easy. Like you get up and you're just like, man, this is awesome. And you're just cruising around. This is with no training. You're like, I'm not a pilot. See, pilots do that to, to, to test out all kinds of stuff. But me, I'm, I was just a maintenance guy. And I'm like, I get to fly a plane and this is really easy. And then when you're up there, you realize you have to land the plane. It's a little difficult. I'm glad none of you are riding in my simulator with me. Numerous times. It's not as easy as it looks. So, so next time you're on a plane, if you can give them a high five, you give them a high five for what they do. 
Because here's the thing, a lot of you guys, um, man, we, we get up there. It's easy to fly. It's easy to say, man, I can get on board. It's easy to take off. It's easy to do this thing called Christianity. It's easy to get out there and fly around. But when it's time to land the plane, <laughs> when it's time to end up where God wants you and do what God wants you to do, you're trying to look through a manual. And you're like, I don't know. I didn't prepare myself for it. I don't know how to do it. And when you're in the fight, when you're flying the plane, is not the time to figure out how you're going to land the plane. It's better to prepare that beforehand. So when that opportunity comes, you can land it. Because when you land the plane, I want God to be looking me in the face. And he just says, you know what? Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's it. But if you can't land the plane, if you can't finish the flight, hmm, it takes a whole lot more preparedness to be ready for that. You just can't pick up this Bible and start flying and not realize that one day you're going to have to land the plane. You got to do everything. There's so much you have to do right. There's so much. There's a lot that goes into it. Hmm. I remember when we, uh, another good example, I'll just keep talking. We went to Afghanistan. When we flew into Afghanistan, um, in the, in the Air Force, look, we, we're the Air Force. Like, we weren't used to, like, you know, bare bases and stuff, right? I mean, some people were. I get it. Maintenance guys, we weren't. We're used to going into places that are established and you're good. But when they flew us in Afghanistan the first time, we didn't have anything. So it was bare basing it. We, we had a 40-man tent sitting in a connex that we didn't know how to put up. You know, we had guns we hadn't shot. They throw ammo at you. And I had a bunch of 19- and 20-year-olds looking at me like, what do I do with ammo? How do we put up a tent? I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. Okay, we weren't prepared. They sent us in there, and we spent so much time trying to make sure that our guys didn't kill anybody while they were over there. Kill anybody good. Like, like to take care of your weapons, and, and it was horrible. And when we came back, they said, what can we do better? I said, Everything. We need to establish training. We need to get prepared for what we're doing. We need to understand what it's like to walk into a bunch of sand and get an entire place set up where you can have showers and you can eat and you can have a place to sleep. So we need to work on that. We need to understand what it's like to pick up a weapon and fire it accurately. Load it without hurting anybody. And I'm not picking on our military. We just all have specific things we do, you know. It would have been like me telling the army to get up there and fix a plane. They would have been like, well, can I beat it with, a, <laughs> with my gun? <laughs> Two different things. So, um, so we had to learn while we were there it was difficult. So what I'm trying to tell you today is as we go into spiritual warfare, as we talk about the armor of God, you have to be prepared for what you're walking into because you don't want to be in a battle trying to figure it out. You need to prepare yourself ahead of time. And God gives us all the stuff we need. And he says, if you just do what I tell you to do, you'll be prepared. It won't be easy, but you'll be prepared. So let's pick it up in verse 13. And it says, therefore, this is right after we talk about spiritual warfare. This is right after he says all this is going to happen. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. I'm going to stop right there. Therefore, so since all that, since you know it's going to happen, since you know it's coming, so you can't be blindsided now, I just told you. You know it's coming. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. 
He's telling you, put it on. It's an order. Put it on. Be prepared. Because the day of evil, it doesn't say if the day of evil comes. It says when. He says it will come. So when you talk about this and you see in everything stand, stand in this, in, this, in this verse, what it means, it means to resist. It's the same thing. So resist, stand firm and resist the devil. Resist him. So therefore you need to understand, one, how do I know it's the devil? And then how do I resist him? Those are kind of important, especially when he's messing with us every single day. And you'll be able to identify him and know what's going on. So James 4, 7, James 4, 7 You want to know how to resist him? James 4, 7, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the key there is submit yourself to God. Don't worry about what Google says. Don't get out and ask your friends, what do I do when my life's falling apart? Submit yourself to God and say, God, I give it to you. What do I need to do, Lord? And guess what? He'll take away the worry, the anxiety, and he'll come in and do what only he can do you got to submit it to him, though. And when you submit stuff to him, it's not like, here, God, you take it. He says, good, but this is what I need from you. I need you to obey. I need you to do what I'm asking you to do. And a lot of times we want to submit to him but not submit to him. God, I want your help, but I really don't want to fall under your authority. And that's where, that's where we're ending up. That's where we're finding ourselves as Christians is we don't want to fall under the authority, but, man, we want all the blessings. We want to believe our God is so great and full of grace that we don't need to do anything. And he says, but I want you to obey. I want you to do what I'm asking you to do. Hmm. And the problem is, is we get a lot of people in, in, in Christianity and a lot of people that go to church that, that even when they read their Bibles, when it gets to the spiritual battle, they don't even want to deal with it. They don't want to believe in it. And they want to skip around to something that's, that, that pertains to them, that they think is good. And they don't understand how much this actually pertains to them and everything they do. So they skip around. They try to go to the part, you know, that they can apply. And that's what Satan wants. That's what the enemy wants, right? He, he wants to, to get you to this point where your awareness of him is so dulled that you don't see him. He wants to get you so lazy in your walk that you forget about him. He wants to get you so comfortable because you're like, well, nothing's happened to me. Everything seems to be good. My kids are good. My finances are good. He wants to get you to a spot where you think you don't have to pray anymore. You don't have to read your Bible anymore. That it's just going to happen because that's where the enemy comes in. Hmm. That's the best time for him to attack. He's going to attack you when you're not thinking about it, when you're not worried about it. That's why when you come to church, there's people that come to church and they're dealing with stuff at the door and they come in and guess what? They walk out and they feel great. They feel powerful. They feel filled up. They're ready to go. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's present and they're around people that it's filled up. Right, And it's moving in here. And they're like, come on, if I can just go to church every Sunday. But then when they walk out and they get back home and they get in their quiet place. And they get alone. (laughs) The enemy's still coming at them. And what they just saw happen in here is gone. And they don't know how to get it back because they've never done it on their own. They just know to come to church on Sunday. 
They just know to come in on Sunday and receive it, and they can walk in and walk out a different person. And God's like, you need to be a different person all the time. You need to understand how to receive my power, how to get in my presence. Because he's right where you're at. You don't have to be in church to get that. And there's nothing wrong with coming in church and getting prayed over and walking out, filled up. That's awesome. And that should happen. That's the life of God. That's the power of God. That's what's moving. He's just saying, I want you to seek it everywhere you're at. Don't wait for Sunday. Like, don't go through six other days of misery fighting the enemy on your own when you can do it on your own, right where you're at. See, the problem is, is that you, sometimes you see the biggest spiritual attack when you get filled up. <laughs> because guess what? You're turning into more like his son. And God's like, I'm making you more like my son. I want you to resemble him, walk like him, talk like him, speak like him. And when that happens, the enemy hates it because he knows he can't attack him. He can't attack him. But he can attack you. And he says, if I can steal your mind, your will, your emotions, I can tear you back down. I can get you back to where where God can't use you. Because not because God doesn't want to use you because you're not trusting in God enough. You're not talking to God enough. You're not submitting to God. Is if I can get you back there, you're not making a difference. Like I said a couple weeks ago, look, the devil's not messing with you, something's wrong. The devil's not messing with you, something's wrong. What are you not doing? Because if, if you're making a difference in the kingdom, he's messing with you. So if you're here going, he's messing with me all the time, that's good. That means God's got his hand on you. God wants to do something amazing through you. And the enemy's trying to stop it. That's all that means. 